Um, I want to kind of begin this little chat with you, uh, just kind of wanting you to think about how we can honor Christ this Christmas season. How can we honor Christ? You know, we, we talk a lot about Jesus being the reason for the season. And uh, many of you, I know you have gone out of your way uh, to shop and to find that special gift that you can give someone to put a very, very big smile on their faces. Some of you have went over time to try to figure out, or worked over time to try to figure out, you know, somebody's pants size or their blouse size. You've tried all kinds of sneaky things, and you really worked to hopefully to surprise them because you want to show them how special they are. But as much as Christmas is reflecting of what Jesus did for us, I think it is very fitting that we ask the question, what can we give to him? What, what is it that, I, I know that you're, 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 you're thinking about some things that, to give to that special person, but you know, and obviously Jesus is not here tangibly, but how many know we still can offer him a gift? He expects something from us. And since Christmas is about Christ, I think it's fitting to say, Lord, what can I do to honor you tonight? What can I do? As I begin to explore this for myself, the Lord has spoke to me, said that as I've already told you, Go back and read the Christmas story. So embedded within the Christmas story, uh, we find uh, what God desires from us for Christmas. Now, I want you to really think for a moment, and I really want you to pause. I really want you to think about some of the things we're going to say tonight, because I, I want you to really... Um, Take what you hear tonight and say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to make that a reality. So what can we give God for Christmas? Or how should we honor Christ this Christmas season? Number one, tell the world, tell the world that Jesus saves. Matthew 1, 21 and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sin. I want to ask you tonight, how many people have you spoken to in this season to let them know that Jesus saves? You know how many people that are around you that are feeling hopeless? Somebody is experiencing a very, very difficult time in their life. Someone has made some very bad choices in life. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they are experiencing some repercussions from a bad choice that they made. And oftentimes, people will feel hopeless. Because how do you know that oftentimes the world has a way of shutting you out? But how do you know that Jesus is still in the saving business? People need to know around you that Jesus saves. And that not only that he saves, 
but he can fix your life. He can remake it, make it brand new. Therefore, you can walk away no matter what you've done in life. I want that to resonate. No matter what you have done in life, it doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus saves. Secondly, we need to, how are we going to honor the Christ, what God wants for Christmas? We need to proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God. What does that mean? He's God in flesh. We like to refer to it as the incarnation. When we think about Christ, and we see that, that image of that baby in a manger, we must not forget that that was actually God in flesh. Everybody say that with me. God in flesh. What that means is that, think about it, God left all of his glory. Think about it. Think about me, the creator of the heavens and the earth who has all power. He has all power. There is nothing that our God cannot do. He's not limited to anything, and yet he chose to put himself in human flesh. Think about it. He chose to put himself in human flesh and, and, and subject himself to rejection, to pain, to anguish, to beating, to being rejected, to being mocked at. He subjected himself for all of that. He subjected himself to that for you. In fact, the verse, I love this verse. It says in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive. and He shall be called Emmanuel. What that mean is, Emmanuel means God with us. He's with you. God came down so that he can be with us. He left all of his glory, all of his splendor. How I many know there's no greater love than that? In fact, we can't even fathom that. We can't even, in our, in our puny little finite brains, we can't even begin to grasp what God gave up to come and expose himself so that we could have life. Tell the world that God came in flesh. When they see that baby, say, do you know what you're looking at? That's God. In flesh, God so loved the world that he gave. What else can we give God for Christmas? Worship. Worship Jesus. I, I want to commend many of you tonight. You came out tonight. How many of you had a very busy day today? By a show of hands, how many of you were busy? How many of you could have used the extra hour that you, we're asking you to come tonight and you could have found something else to do? But what you did was you said, wait a minute. There are a lot of things I could be doing, but, but, but I need to take a moment and worship. Yeah. So you stop cooking. Some of, well, some of you probably still do have that turkey on simmer. Make sure you don't burn anything. You stop your shopping just for a moment, because you like me, you like to do it the day before, because I hate shopping. I just tell you, I don't like it, and never have, never will. 
I go in, get what I want, and I come out. That's my idea of shopping. That's how I do it. But many of you, you went out and you stopped and you said, you know, I'm going I'm to stop because I hear the trumpet of God. I hear the noise of God. I, I, I hear something saying, come worship me. The wise men, the scripture says in Matthew 2, verses 1 through 2, how after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he? Who has been born king? Everybody say king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. You saw his star tonight. You saw it. And you said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and worship. How many know that God desires your worship? And here's something else. You were created for worship. You've heard us say, heard us say that before and. We've talked about the fact that worship is more than just singing. It is a lifestyle. We understand that. But, you know, I want to say something to you tonight. When you leave this place, you will feel better because you came and gave him praise. I guarantee you're going to walk out of here. You're going to there's something that something that happens down on the inside of your soul when you stop and give worship to the king because that's your rightful place. So we stopped and we worship. God wants us to worship him. Don't let it stop tonight. Before you open your gift tomorrow, I encourage you, worship. Make your kids get down on their knees before they open one present and say, worship. Worship him. What else can we give him? <laughs> we can promote joy. Everybody say joy. joy. Luke verses, chapter 2, verse 10 says, then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. Jesus, I believe, have given us the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Can I caution you something this holiday season? Don't let the devil steal your joy. Okay, some of y'all got it. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Okay, let me, let me go back. Don't let some folk steal your joy. Christmas is a time of joy. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your what? So when you're not walking in joy, you're weak. But if you can find that happy place, everybody say happy place. Oh, oh, you feel like you can leap over a couple of walls because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So you got to walk in joy. Joy is your inheritance. <laughs> it's what the devil worked overtime to steal from you every day of your life. How many know we have no time for doubt? Unbelief, fear, depression. You need to kick depression, you, you know. Amen. You just need to do it. You need to get rid of all the negativity. Everybody, get rid of it. Get rid of all the negativity. Why? Because God wants joy amongst his people. There should be joy in the tents of the righteous. The scripture says in the book of Psalms that there is joy in the tents of the righteous. There should be a cry of joy. In the house of God. 
in your house, in your car, yeah, in yours. Take joy everywhere you go. Don't leave home without it. <laughs> Amen. What else God wants for Christmas? He wants to walk in peace. Luke 2.14 says this, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. The Bible says that blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed, happy are the peacemakers for these are the children of God. Christmas is a season of peace. God wants us to walk in peace. What you can give Jesus for Christmas is something that I think is, that will, that will just bring great joy to his heart. How many of you want to bring great joy to God's heart tonight? Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Fix some relationships that you have the power to fix. Make peace with somebody that you've been in opposition with. Forgive somebody that you have a very difficult time forgiving. Love somebody that is very, very hard to love. Blessed are the peacemakers. I come to make peace. Forgive. Fix relationship. You know what I'm talking about, that relationship that God has been talking to you about. Yes. You want to make God happy, forgive. Love. Walk in joy, promote joy, but forgive. The Bible says pursue peace. Pursue it. Chase down peace like you're a crazy man or woman. Chase it down. Figure out a way to make your relationships work. Do it for him. Do it for Jesus. Don't even do it for yourself. Do it for him, and I guarantee you, you will experience a blessing. Christmas is a time of peace. May it never be said amongst the people of God that we are troublemakers. And we are part of the ideology of this world. We're not like the world. We're different. Promote peace. And here's what you want to do. Walk in it. Tell everybody else around you, peace in here. If you got to say walk in your house, peace in the house, peace in the house, peace in the house. Peace in the house. Peace in here. Walk through the front. Peace in the house. I declare it in Jesus' name. Peace in the house. Lastly. We need to let the world know that Jesus will make all things new. Tell the world. Tell them. Luke 1.33 says this, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no what? End. No end. Here's, here's the hope. You know, we have in our world today, it is dark. We have political divisions that are at an all-time high in our nation. Our nation is socially broken. Our, 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 the way that we communicate with one another, uh, how many know that there's, there's turmoil in, in, in our society today, socially? Uh, there's threats of terrorism and crimes of violence. And I was listening to the other day, people being robbed, trying to 
buy a gift for a loved one. Everywhere you turn, you're holding your purse. You're not, you're, not, you're not certain. But we need to let the world know that this is not it. Because Jesus is in the process of making all things new. And when people tell you, when they sit and they talk to you and they act like there is no hope, you need to tell them, oh, no, 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 no. There is hope. What you see now is not going to always be that way because his kingdom is coming and his kingdom will be a kingdom of everlasting righteousness and peace. Peace is coming. Peace in the house. Peace in the house. <laughs> it's coming. But we need to let the people know that there is hope. I know you feel like it's hopeless. Don't you ever sit at your desk and sit around people and think that, and, and, and don't, let, don't, don't ever think, man, there's no hope. There is hope. Like Paul said, the word is even now you in your mouth. <laughs> Let's bless our God. Bless Jesus. Let the world know that he makes all things new. Let the world know that we are people of peace. Walk in your joy. Worship Jesus. And proclaim he's the son of God. And that he saves. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this marvelous grace that you have given to the people of God. God, you are beyond comprehension and imagination. And God, we thank you because, God, you've given us so much. And now we have the opportunity to be replicas, to be examples, to walk in that love. God, give every person the courage to do what they need to do. And God, you've spoken to some people. I feel it in my spirit. You've spoken to some people tonight. God, give them the courage to do the unthinkable, that they might receive the unthinkable. <laughs> because you can do exceeding and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. And God, we bless you for that. Amen. At this point of the service, uh, we're going to take communion tonight. I want to ask the ushers to come as we prepare for communion. Communion is very sacred. This is very holy. I want to ask everybody to, to reverence the Lord right now. We understand that when the Corinthian church, when they failed to recognize the importance of communion, the scripture says that some of them died when they took communion because they did not realize and understand the significance of that moment. As we prepare for communion, this is a time of holiness. This is a time where we re-identify, we reconnect with Jesus in a very fresh way. If there's some things in your life that you know that God has been dealing with you with, you haven't responded. You hear the call of God tonight. I want you to be bold. I want you to be courageous. I want you to repent. Communion is one of the most important, if not the important, sacraments in all the church because it re-identifies re us with our Savior, with Christ. It's a holy moment. Don't ever take it for granted. Parents, be discerning with regard to your kids. Teach them, let them know this is holy. So I want you to take a moment and examine your hearts before we take communion. And after we pray for a moment, we'll have the usher direct you. You'll come and get one of the communion cups, and then you'll return to your seat.
we'll take communion together. Let's take a moment and examine our hearts tonight. Amen. Have everyone stand, please. Follow directions of the ushers.